Welcome to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. We have a heart for you, sister, and a God-sized vision that you become a mighty, awe-filled woman of God who knows, believes, and shares God's Word in your areas of influence. And so we fervently pray Colossians 3, 16 through 17 over you. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Welcome back to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. My name is Jillian Vincent, and I'm your host today. And I'm sitting here with my new friend, Grace. Hi, Grace. Hi. I'm glad you're here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Well, this season is all about how God has transformed our lives through His Word. And we are going to ask Grace about that in just a minute. But Grace, would you just take a minute and tell us about who you are and, you know, what God has you up to in this season of your life? Yeah, sure. Um, So I obviously I live here in Dayton, um, but I moved here about... 2009. Um, so I went to Cedarville University and that's where I met Hey, oh, me too. Yeah, woo. <laughs> Go Jackets. Um, Can I ask you what year did you graduate? Yeah, I graduated 2011. Okay. So that was one year after I did. We were probably there at the same time. I uh, yeah. didn't know it. Okay. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I graduated from there and that's actually where my husband, Chris. Uh-huh. Um, so Chris is a pastor at Far Hills Church, Um, and so we just do a lot of working together there. Um, But we have a son. His name's Eli, and he is almost three and a half, but he's very huge and crazy. (laughs) And Yeah, I would have guessed that he was older. (laughs) He looks like he's five, (laughs) but he's three. And um, so that's like the majority of my time. I'm a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Um, when I had him, I used to be a teacher. I taught mm-hmm. in an inner city school okay. um, in Dayton called DECA. Yeah. And um, I taught... We volunteer at the Victory Project, and a lot of oh, kids sure. at VP go to DECA. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I um, I taught sixth grade math there, and okay. then when I had my son, I quit, and, um, and then I've just slowly gotten back into it. So I teach there a part-time now, doing some math okay. intervention, but... Other than that, yeah. Um, when I walked in today, she was talking about equations and things. I was like, "Wow, this is I'm like, oh yeah, I can't remember what a coordinate plane is." No. Um, but yeah, so that's the majority of my life. Um, and then, other than that, I I lead worship at my church, and that's mm-hmm. just a huge that's just a huge area of my life. And honestly, probably I'm gonna talk about that today when yeah. it comes to like the scripture I'm talking through. So cool. Um, yeah, that's me. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for giving us a rundown of what God has you doing right yeah. now in your life. Um, so tell us what passage of scripture did he lead you to today to talk about? Yeah. So I have two that sort of go hand in hand. Um, the first one is from Acts 16. I don't think we've had anybody pick Acts Really? Yet. Yes. Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> um, so, so it goes in... Um, it goes into Paul's second missionary journey, and um, and just the whole beginning of the chapter is talking about um, how he tried to go to this place, and then the Spirit prevented him, and mm. he tried to go to this place, and then the Spirit prevented him, and, and finally he ends up in Macedonia because um, 
because of a dream that the Lord sent. And um, and so he gets to Macedonia. He's like doing the Lord's work there and trying to obey that call. And then he winds up in prison hmm. and um, after like a severe beating. And so that is the passage of scripture that um, even the story leading into when he's um, specifically like in prison, what happens there. Hmm. Um, and then along with that, a psalm that has just really rung true in my life hmm. um, that really couples alongside like how I really believe or how I identify with Paul and how I feel like he was probably feeling in that moment. So hmm. um, just this morning, I was reading out of the <laughs> Jesus Storybook Bible, the story of yes. Saul becoming Paul and kind of we were talking about on the on the car ride here. It was so cool, Grace. Um, you know, just randomly, sometimes Titus sees um, the crosses on church steeples and whatever, yes. and he knows a very basic, you know, Jesus died on the cross for a sin, and, and yes, then he that's rose what again. Yes, my son does too. He's like, Mom, Jesus died on that cross yeah. for me. I'm like, yeah, so this is like, yeah, like the key hears and he's mm-hmm. hearing. And so I've been trying to add to that story because he knows that very basic story. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to like make it in three-year-old terms so that he understands like what that means. So we, we had read about Saul to Paul this morning and I was just kind of talking to him like, you know, our hearts are are sick and and the reason Jesus died was so he could take away that sickness and rise again so we could live differently you know and so i was saying that's what happened when when Saul was really um, bad and mean towards other Christians, and yes. then God um, got a hold of his heart and He healed him, and then He wanted to tell everybody about Jesus. He wanted to be, you know, He wanted to be like Jesus was and be kind and loving and um, all those kinds of things. So it's interesting that God brought us to a story about I know, we're both Paul. reflecting on Paul this morning. Yeah, um, and that's like his background. Like he basically just someone who was. Like it, like how his own his own words are a sub an object of wrath, you yeah. know, to um, being a, a living testimony of of Jesus. So mm. that's you know how we're finding him right here, Acts sixteen. Isn't it crazy that yeah. he's like on fire for the yeah. Lord? Just like I want to go here, I want to go here, I want to teach these people about yes. Jesus and his sacrifice, and it's incredible. I the way that the Lord like even transformed him. I'm, yeah, I know that's the title of the podcast, but I, <laughs> um, fitting, yeah, it's, fitting. It's just like so beautiful. And yeah, I, I um, so I found myself really identifying with him because um, I this is is sort of personal. So I hope it's okay. That I, I don't know if I'm supposed to share a personal story on here. Girl, we love <laughs> okay. personal. Um, so about. Eight months or nine months after we had our son Eli, we decided, hey, it's time for us to try and have another one. Mm. And um, and so we put a lot of prayer into that. Mm. And um, and as you can see, I mean, we already talked about like I only have one kid. And mm. so for the last almost three years now, it's really been a struggle to have another kid. Mm. And like it's a weird topic because people don't really talk about mm. secondary infertility. They mm. don't. They don't realize like fertility is not this guaranteed thing. Like mm-hmm. once you've had one, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like it yeah. could hit you from behind or, you know, whatever. So, yeah. um, so I really like identified with Paul in that because so much prayer and like so much desire to like follow the Lord's mm-hmm. calling for my life as a mom, mm-hmm. um, I felt like I was just 
continually being prevented by the Holy mm. Spirit. Like just, just like when that's like, so sorry, I'm saying like all the time. Um, <laughs> so as he's sitting there in this prison in Macedonia, like I, I fully felt like the weight of that, like, um, we've done so much fertility treatment and like, mm. even that in itself was like a huge choice that we felt the Lord was like leading us like, yes, like we're going to go here, we're going to obey. And then he's going to bless that. And, um, and he's going to fulfill this calling. Mm. And, and we didn't, we, we still don't understand why, like, why are we stuck mm. here sort of in this like prison of, mm. Of, of waiting when we feel like it's so clear where hmm. we're supposed to be. And, and I am I'm like, okay, Paul felt like it's so clear. I'm supposed to be here in Macedonia. And yet now I find myself beaten and stuck in prison, unable to do the work that hmm. I thought God so clearly told me to do. Hmm. And, um, and that's where the Psalm comes in. Um, Psalm 77. And, and it says, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and my soul refused to be comforted. Hmm. I remembered you, and I groaned. I mused, and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. My heart mused, and my spirit inquired, Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfeeling love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has he forgotten to be merciful? Has he in his anger withheld his compassion? And that's like so, um, so clear. Like it's so exactly how I've felt mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. past. Like, is God angry at me? Like, is that why this is happening? Um, have I done something that he's just forgotten that like he put this call in my heart hmm. and and then and then I go back to Acts 17 <clears throat> and or 16 sorry um <clears throat> and and when Paul and Silas are sitting in the prison um it picks up in verse sorry um in verse 25. And it says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everybody's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and saw the prison doors open, and and it goes on to say he's about to kill himself, and Paul says, wait, I'm here, and, Mm. and he then has the opportunity to share with the jailer, like, the love of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and like, and instead of thinking about himself getting free, yes, he was thinking about this jailer. Yes. Yeah. He had yes. the opportunity to run. Yes. And he stayed. Yes. And, <clears throat> and, and through that, through that scripture, um, and then even in Psalm 77, it, it goes and continues on to remember like the works of God and what mm-hmm. he's done and his miracle power and how he's been faithful in the past. And then coupled along this story, um, I just was so struck with the fact that like, I can be so distracted by feeling stuck that I forget that like the Lord is constantly bringing along opportunities <laughs> 
um, for me to do what I'm supposed to do, Mm. which isn't necessarily like make more babies. Mm. It's to glorify his name and share his love Mm. um, with others and just like the absolute necessity to Mm. um, worship him within um within our times of waiting or within our trials um because like and I, I don't know why this hit me so hard but it says all the other prisoners were listening to him mm. like all all the prisoners were listening to Paul and Silas praise God even though they had just been beaten and they were in the tightest security room um in the prison like with shackles around them and yet um like there, it was so powerful, like an earthquake happened, yeah. you know? So, yeah. um, we don't necessarily think of our prisons as being, um, purposeful places of influence. Right. And that's exactly what it was for yes. Paul and for Silas here, um, that everyone was listening to what their, their heart's cries were in that, um, prison. Hmm. So that impacted you in your season of secondary infertility. Yeah. And do you feel there's a sense that people are listening? Yeah, you know, um, so I think the reason that Psalm 77 even came up in my mind was because um, a couple months ago, gosh, maybe it was last year, the end of last year, um, my husband Chris came to me and said, Hey, um, I'm supposed to be preaching this weekend and our series is about sharing stories and the impact mm. that it can have. And, um, and I, I'm wondering if it's okay with you if I share with the congregation our story mm. and, um, anybody that knows me, like I'll be transparent on my own terms, mm-hmm. um, but I'm really private mm. <laughs> and I don't want people knowing my business and, um, mm. And, and so my initial response is like, uh, no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) no, like, uh, I don't want people to think that we're over emotional or that this really isn't an issue because we have already had a kid and, Mm -hmm. and I, and I, I don't want to do that. Um, and, and he ended up preaching on that passage, Mm -hmm. um, and just, I think the reason that it impacted me so much is because I forget the question that you asked me. <laughs> Do you think sense that people are listening? Yeah, yeah. And um, sorry, yes, that's where I was going with it. Um, so, so through the opportunity of of like the Lord really just convicting my heart and saying, no, like it is time to share this. Like it is important um, for you to share your trials alongside of your faith. So that um, people can see the depth of mm-hmm. who I am and and what I can do in your heart. And um, once we shared that with our congregation, um, it was like the doors just opened mm-hmm. for us to have so many conversations um, with people that weren't necessarily even going through infertility, but going through difficult times. Yeah. It was like once we opened up that our life wasn't... Mm-hmm. insta-worthy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like people automatically came to us and were willing to say, look, this is what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. And then like the mutual encouragement that mm-hmm. then comes um, because of our willingness um, 
to be transparent and say, yeah. like, look at God here. Don't look at me or my situation. Like, look at God and what he can do, like the hope he can give me, even though this seems like a hopeless situation. Um, so people, I feel like people are listening or, yeah. or people have listened. And mm-hmm. um, and it's been so cool to see how faithful God has been and saying, look, like you're willing to praise me and worship me through this and because you're willing to be open about it like I'm now going to bring you opportunities mm. um to share me with other people yeah. and that's just what he did with Paul in a way that um he just didn't even expect and yeah. it's like God saying like Grace I want to use you like I want to use your story don't keep it private don't mm. Don't be stingy with my work in your life, you know? Like, <laughs> Don't be stingy with yeah. my work in your life. I love that because it's true. It's, it's instant blessing. I have had the opportunity through the podcast but so many other um, ways as well to walk alongside people when they decide to to share their God stories. Yeah. And it really is his story. It's, yeah. it's not ours to keep. And... It's like God blesses that instantaneously when we take that step of obedience and shows us that it really isn't ours because so many people share it and not in the details necessarily about what the hard time is, but it's certainly in being a human being on this planet earth, like there is a struggle there. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I mean, even as you're saying that, I'm going, the enemy just thrives on us being isolated yes. and on us being discouraged yes. and on feeling like we're alone. Yep. Um, and then even just the opportunity to fight back and say like, no, like mm. I do want to share like God's story in my life is more powerful than mm-hmm. me feeling like I want to be private or I want to keep things to myself. Yeah. And so there's, there's prisons real and there's prisons perceived. Yeah. And they're, they can act similar, similar in that, like, the prison that we perceive is the one that often the enemy is, is, um, is lying to us through, is whispering to us through, is that, um, is that our story is, is not as, um, much of a struggle as someone else's story. Yeah. So who are we to have that struggle? Yes. There's that guilt that, like oh, we should just have more faith and it shouldn't be this hard. And all those, like, those are all lies that the the enemy uses to keep us isolated from one another, keep us Mm -hmm. from praying with one another, keep us from sharing with one another. And, um, And because someone else isn't hearing that God story in your life, they're not benefiting from you breaking out of that prison. So they, they, they don't see examples of people breaking out of that prison. So like, I, I truly believe that, um, I'm going to be a champion until the day I die of sharing what God is doing yes. in our lives. Yes. Um, for that precise reason is that God's love is rich towards us mm-hmm. and he lavishes it upon us. And we have the opportunity to show that in our true presence in our lives, how yeah. he is lavishing love upon us so yeah. that um, those perceived prisons don't have to be prisons anymore right. over us. Right, yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's so cool because even in Acts 16, it says like 
all of the prisoners' chains were loose hmm. after the earthquake. And I don't know if that's theological, but, like, <laughs> I'm sitting there going, whoa, like, there's so much power in that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I I have just been so challenged by that recently and, and trying um, to now apply that, like, when somebody asks, hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Actually trying to give them a real answer, yeah. but not being that, you know, like Eeyore, but yeah, um, I know. <laughs> I know that's a hard balance. Yeah, so I I've just been finding like in in the Bible, there's a couple of different examples of how people approach trials, mm-hmm. right? So there's Paul and Silas. Is it this one where they were singing? Like uh, there's there's uh, other places where they they are in um, prison and they are just praising the Lord, right? So there's yes. there's coming there's not saying this isn't hard because like Paul in lots of places says, listen, I have been shipwrecked and I have been bitten by snakes. Yeah. Like all these things, like he's real about it, but Mm -hmm. he's still praising the Lord. Yeah. And he's open about that struggle knowing that Jesus is victorious, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And, you know, there's Job and who goes through the worst life, but then he says, "Um, though he slays me, I will trust in him. Talking about God. Yeah. Um, so, but then there are, you know, people such as the Israelites who are coming into the promised land. There were 10 spies who were like, we're coming up against these giants Mm -hmm. and like, I can't believe we've been through all this and this, then God, you know, puts these giants in our land. Like we cannot go in. I'd rather go back to Egypt, you know, all of these things. Um, so they're seeing their trials, but they're not trusting God in their trials. They're not praising him through it. And there's two guys that are like, uh, you know, Joshua and Caleb, they're like, let's do this thing. Mm -hmm. Like we got it. And it actually says of Caleb that he followed God fully throughout his whole life. Um, and so like we have, we have options, I guess is what I'm saying, in how we approach our trials. Mm-hmm. And the Lord can give us a spirit of trusting him. If we yes. ask him, he absolutely will grant that to yeah. us and of praise and worship. You yeah. Know? And that's so, like, even in even in this whole situation, even throughout um, the whole process of like coming to terms with our situation and, um, and learning how to trust God, he's constantly because i'm i'm trying to transparently worship him hmm. um and worship him even when i don't feel like it hmm. like proclaiming that truth over myself he's been so faithful to um continuously give me revelation about our situation even when it comes to um just where my perspective should be <laughs> and the even this past sunday like we're we're worshiping in church and um, we're singing, um, Jesus paid it all. And, hmm. and, and the last verse, it says, and when before the throne, I stand in him complete, Jesus died my soul to save my lips will still repeat. And in that moment, like the Holy Spirit was like, I didn't die so that you could have more kids or that, hmm. so that you could get married or so that you could, you know, whatever somebody is listening is, is wanting for yeah. themselves. Like he, I didn't die for that. I, hmm. I died to save your soul is this going to be enough for you? Hmm. And, um, and like even being challenged with that conviction, like he's been so faithful to continuously push, um, my limits when it comes to where my hope is and where my Hmm. faith is. And yeah, I, um, Hmm. 
it's just been an incredible journey, like opening myself up to allowing him to really transform my thinking about what he wants to do in my life and how my my idea of what my life should look like is so small and insignificant hmm. compared to the work that he wants to do through me hmm. if I'm willing to share. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking about like your your particular position as um you and your pastor you and your husband pastor mm-hmm. um and uh lead your church, you know, um as husband and wife, like just that in mutual encouragement you have for each other as yeah. you're walking through God shows like there's fruit from that in your church. Um, just that position of influence that he's put you guys sure. in. Yeah. And so a, a lot of times as like a leader, we have to just say like, Lord, I'm willing to go first. And that's a really scary thing to yeah. say, but yeah. like also so special that like the Lord would use our lives to bless others. Mm -hmm. And God has made us all leaders in some capacity. And just to say like, for such a time as this, like Mm -hmm. Esther, you know, like God has placed me here with this particular thing, but with him, like he never leaves me. And so he's going to, he's going to lead me as I lead others. And a lot of times that looks like showing others how I'm depending on him yeah, so that they can depend on him too. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Love that. Well, Grace, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with today? Hmm. Um, don't stay in your chain. (laughs) Yeah. I, um, don't be afraid to approach the Lord honestly mm-hmm. in worship. Um, that's something that I have really learned is he wants to know the real grace, me. Like mm-hmm. He wants to know. He already knows. But mm-hmm. when I approach him honestly with my anger, I mean, that's what I loved in the psalm. It said, have you forgotten me? Yeah. Has your compassion run out? Yeah. Is there something I did? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like oftentimes we're like, oh, I can't say that to God. And Hmm. Like, yes, he wants you to. He wants you to boldly approach him with honest prayers so that he can work in your heart, like a heart that's not fully open to him, showing him everything can't be changed and transformed Mm -hmm. by him. So Mm -hmm. um, I guess that would be my challenge is just to ask him honestly to show you what he wants to do Mm -hmm. because he's going to show you. He's And he's just showing me and he's showing my husband like, look, be open, be honest with me, and I'm going to show you hmm. bit by bit. Not the whole picture, but yeah. um, I'll be faithful to to give you little glimpses, hmm. um, just hmm. like he did in that prison there for Paul and Silas. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And just like that you don't have to be alone in whatever prison you're yeah. in, that, that God gave you know, Silas to Paul here and in many other places when Paul's in prison, he has churches writing them letters and writing him letters and, and ministering to him even in prison. Yeah. And so just to say like the body of Christ, this is what we're here for. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you're stuck in chains for whatever reason, um, you don't necessarily have to um, share that story with your whole church. Although I think you would be, they yeah, would be blessed. Right. Sure. They would mm-hmm. absolutely oh, bless absolutely. out of the water. But yeah. if you're afraid to just start with one person mm-hmm. and, and trust that the Lord will like, will absolutely use the body of Christ to help you in those chains yeah. and maybe be freed from those chains. Yeah. Like don't put him, um, 
in a box, you know, so many times like the, it's, it's almost instantaneously the moment I ask for prayer, Mm -hmm. the blessing. Absolutely. Like (laughs) a trillion percent. I agree. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But I would also say like, if God is asking you to share in a big, bold way, even if that's on the Dayton Women the Word podcast, mm-hmm. like I want to hear you. I want to yes. hear from you. Like, shoot me an email, um, Dayton Women in the Word at gmail.com. <laughs> I want to talk to you. Um, I want to hear that God story, and I know God wants others to hear it too. So, thanks, mm-hmm. Grace, for yeah, sharing your God story. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. For more resources and encouragement about how to go deep in God's Word, visit us at DaytonWomenInTheWord.com on Instagram and Facebook. May you dwell richly in His Word today, sister. Thank you.